Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable. And save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Welcome, you're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Bruce McGowan, longtime sports radio personality. Now, today's show is going to be fun because we actually have our uh, guest in the studio with us, Mike Shapiro, uh, the president of the San Rafael Pacifics Baseball Club, which is an independent league. And uh, he's been with us before, and uh, it's kind of fun because for us who live here in Marin County, uh, it's a nice little family entertainment, very close by. I can actually ride my bike to the game. We, are, we actually have our own baseball team here in Marin County, which is kind of neat. That is kind of fun. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so let's see here. At each commercial break, we're going to ask, uh, a, in fact, in honor of Mike being here, tough baseball questions. All right? Of course they are. Sometimes sometimes we stump you. Sometimes. Just sometimes. Okay. Uh, let's see. If we have a little time, we'll talk about Katie Ledecky turning pro. How does a swimmer turn pro? I guess uh, mostly just the um, endorsements. turning pro and golfers and tennis yeah. players, but I didn't know there was professional swimming. I guess it has to do with uh, more with endorsements. Uh, than, than anything else. All right. So this segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, providing mortgage investments that are currently currently yielding over 7.5% secured by real estate. Doesn't get any more conservative than that. you got to check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Also, uh, if we have time, uh, Johnny Manziel is trying to make a comeback. Uh, I saw him being interviewed <laughs> last night. It was a crack-up. He's, he's a character. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. And also, uh, the Yankees. It kind of reminds me of the Yankees of old, where uh, they're getting these powerhouse guys and, you know, back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. What was it? It was Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig. And who was Joe DiMaggio. Yeah, but he was, came a little later, though. No, Joe DiMaggio came at the time. Babe 36. Uh, that, uh, 1936. Lou Gehrig was winding down. And then, of course, Mickey Mantle came along when George DiMaggio was winding down. So That's right. Four great stars. Okay. And then uh, the L.A. Rams getting Beckham and then Dominican Sue. Yeah. Holy smokes, they may be a powerhouse themselves. All right, so don't touch that dial. When we come back, Mike Shapiro is going to join us, and we're going to talk independent baseball and some legal issues that are going on. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back.
This is Mark Honf, co-host of Mortgage Investing 101. Did you know that you can earn, year in and year out, returns of 8% and more on your savings and retirement accounts? Mortgage-backed investment strategies such as trustee investing and mortgage pool funds can do just that. Since 2008, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned high yields on their investments. Find out for yourself how you, too, can profit from these real estate-secured investments. Call 415-883-2150 or visit our website at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Experience Mahler's glorious Fifth Symphony, regarded as one of his crowning achievements, conducted by Michael Tilson Thomas, starting March 22nd through March 25th at Davies Symphony Hall. Also on the program, experience Gil Shaham's formidable technique, as well as a big singing tone and a sunny disposition at Davies Symphony Hall, March 22nd through 25th. On April 26th, Pulse's orchestral suite, The Planets, paints each deity based on ancient astrology. Take a peek behind the scenes and experience a San Francisco symphony performance in the making, beginning at 8.30 a.m. with coffee, donuts, and a half-hour informative talk at 9 a.m. Then watch as the conductor and musicians collaborate to bring the music to life. Go to www.sfsymphony.org for more details. Being a new parent means every high and low you can imagine. But Evos can make it all easier with a baby monitor you can trust. Go to myevos.com. That's M-Y-E-V-O-Z.com to see how Evos can be the eyes and ears of your nursery. Evos works with your smartphone to provide a live audio and HD video connection to your baby anytime and anywhere. On a date, at work, away on business, even serving your country overseas, Evos helps you never miss a moment. Whether your baby is with a sitter, your partner, a grandparent, or a friend, you'll be right there too. And with unique features like smart alerts that know the difference between a barking dog and your baby crying, extensive sleep tracking data, and state-of-the-art security features for your peace of mind, Evos is the smart baby monitor for connected parents. And enter the code SPORTS at checkout for $20 off. That's myevos.com. M-Y-E-V-O-Z dot com. Allergy sufferers, my name's Nigel. As a wise and educated owl, I know the difference between what's wise and unwise. Suffering needlessly with allergy symptoms, unwise. Getting a free 10-day sample of Zizol, quite wise. Zizol is the allergy medicine that's just as effective at hour 24 as at hour 1 which makes getting a free 10-day sample one of the wisest things you can do. So don't be unwise. Be wise all and visit Zizol.com for your free sample today. Users directed. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. So in the studio, we have Mike Shapiro, who is president of the San Rafael Pacific's Baseball Club. which and is part a- owner, we should mention, right? Well, That's that. correct, yeah. yeah. I, I also deal with the restrooms when they... Back up. <laughs> and this is your, what, sixth year? This is our start of our seventh year, actually. Seventh year. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. You know, it should be noted that Bruce started with us. And yeah, that's yes. right. He was our play-by-play guy in the For, first year. Uh, with What was the name of that guy that ran that little internet radio station? Uh, uh, Days, uh, no, no, no. Uh, Horn, Stuart Horn. Stu Horn. Stu right. Or Stuart Horn we worked together. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen Stu in a while. He was a character. He's our MC every year. He puts Is a tuxedo he? on for oh, opening nice. day. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I like that. Okay, yeah. so... Um, You've been with us before, and before we started today, you and I talked a lot of, uh, ahead of time about what was going on. Give the audience just a b- brief background about 
the independent league, and then we'll get into the legal issue of what's going to go on. Well, independent baseball, which has been around since the beginning of time, <laughs> at least American time, since the Civil War, um, and, and has had a great history here in the state of California. Um, a little known fact is that the, 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 the Pacific Coast League, which is now AAA, yeah. um, originally was an independent league. Uh, back in the 1900s, the early 1900s, all the way up till you know, about 1920, it was an independent yeah, league. Sure. So, you know, independent leagues are, uh, by by nature of the title, um, independent of Major League Baseball and all of their affiliates. And so, you know, you would have um, a Triple A team, a Double A team uh, that that's associated with the Giants or the A's, but the independent leagues are are, are not connected to any. Um, uh, affiliated major league team. So we um, we pay our own players. We uh, pay for all the um, people who uh, sell you the tickets. We have a small front office, um, and and we have been uh, determined to uh, continue the, the the tradition of independent ball, which is more about people coming out for a low cost family entertainment you know, night as opposed to maybe going to a movie or a bowling alley or a restaurant and give them a fun night out and give the kids something to do. And, um, and, and we perform a lot of community services. We, our players go to hospitals and schools and community centers and senior centers. So we, we become, um, part of the fabric of a community. And, and I think a very, very, uh, unique and essential part of the community. Does major league baseball look down on the independent leagues? Yeah, uh, traditionally the the major leagues have called us the the outlaw leagues. Uh, really? Yeah, the, that was the old expression that, uh, and I you know I was in major league baseball for most of my career and and thought this, similarly that that the independent leagues served uh, only to um, embarrass the game of baseball. Uh, there has been a checkered past in the independent leagues where huh. teams and leagues have folded and and left sponsors holding the bag or uh, uh, not paid their players there has been um, since there is no centralized control um, be- because each team each league is independent um, there have there has been a checkered past but I think that's all long since yeah, gone yeah I mean I think about like the early 1900s with the federal league but that was more of a competition of trying to steal players away but money is going to be a determining factor I mean a player who can make you know, three million a year is not going to want to play for someone who can pay them. You know, two thousand a month or whatever. Well, we'd be lucky to pay them two thousand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, I, I think the the independent leagues have served a very valuable purpose to Major League Baseball. Um, if you think back, um, players like uh, Sergio Romo, uh, Daniel Nava, who I believe is still with the Pirates now, um, uh, Kevin Millar. I mean, there's a, a long list of people whose careers were either created by or resurrected by uh, having the opportunity to play an independent ball. So guys like that, who you just mentioned, were they overlooked? Were they, uh, did they try out for Major League Baseball and they just couldn't make it and then they came back? Yeah, typically the, um, the, the, the players that come through the independent leagues have either been previously drafted and then released for whatever reason, okay. Uh, ability, injuries, injuries yeah. whatever, um, or uh, um, they would be collegiate or in, or international players who uh, were overlooked for whatever reason, and that happens all the time. I mean, you know, you think about 
how many rounds uh, of draft uh, some of these you know Mike Piazza yeah. I think he was drafted he was drafted in the 56th round or something wow, I mean who yeah. the, there there are constant like, the baseball talent evaluation uh, is an art and not a science okay. and so uh, people with very keen eyes on a, on a professional scouting level oftentimes miss sure you know well the pool is so large Right uh, of of players. I mean, it's it'd be hard to find yeah, all those. Plus, you have players in South America, Central America, yeah. the Caribbean, Australia. I mean, baseball is truly an international sport now, where you have to have your scouts all over the place, literally all over the world, to to hunt down some of these prospects. Well, and and now just to uh, to to go back to what you were saying, Edward, the the independent leagues have gained credibility with Major League Baseball to the extent that now every Major League team has at least one, if not two or three, scouts dedicated to the independent leagues. Oh, okay, good. And so we see uh, scouts or have communications with scouts uh, all the time from Major League Baseball and have sent, our league has sent probably 20 or 25 players up to affiliated ball. Yes, it's interesting because in, in one way, it's a little bit of competition where I can kind of see where, you, you know, you you want it for the, for the player. You want it to be able to... Say hey, listen, yeah, we've sent people up the le- up the uh, up the to Major League Baseball, but then there's also like, oh man, we're losing this great player who was a big draw. No, no. I, I no. don't look okay, at that good. at all. Good. I, I, good. In fact, it's just the opposite. Okay, good. We good. we exist in large part to um, in in honoring the the spirit of the game of baseball to give these guys a chance. That that's, that's our great. job. That, that's a really good. Our, our role is to give them the exposure they would not otherwise have. We we're, we're the last chance that they've got yeah. to pursue their dreams. And if a guy does get drafted, he may be listen, a couple of years ago we had a kid named Matt Chavez uh-huh. who who but for one percentage point, would have won the Triple Crown, broke every offensive home runs, RBIs, hits, broke every record in our league. We sent him up in during a pennant chase. Uh, we lost oh, him. He was wow. the center of our team. We sent him up. Uh, the Padres drafted him, and he went up to uh, in, to their single-A franchise. And I couldn't have been happier. Yeah, I, I was so happy for the kid. I even called his parents that we were able. And and I say this to these guys, every, you know, every year on the first day of spring training, we have a meeting, and I say to them, I hope I never see you again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not because I don't like you. <laughs> no, no, it's like a doctor who heals a patient and says, I never want to see you. Never again. want to yeah. see you again. That's yeah. my job. My job yeah. is to get rid of these guys. You're such a good, Mikey, make me yeah. cry. You're such a good guy. Well, I'm curious. <laughs> now you play for those that don't know. You play in a league. It's a small league, but it's here in the Bay Area. Where are the other teams located, Mike? Well, and, and I'm glad you asked, Bruce, because we just expanded this year oh. to six teams. Oh, good. Um, so here in San Rafael, um, and and we founded the league. We've been in the, the one steady team in the league for, for the last seven years. Um, we have a team in Sonoma. We now have a team in Napa, so we got the wine country covered. Gotcha. Um, we have teams in Vallejo, uh-huh. Martinez, which is a new team, a new one, yeah. and, and they're interesting. They're going to be called the Martinez Clippers. We all know why. Well, you do, Bruce. Clipper ships, right? No, yeah, God, right. Bruce, no, you surprised me. Why? Oh, yeah, well, Chris, the Joe DiMaggio Joe DiMaggio was Martinez. born in oh, Martinez. Oh, and, was he? Okay, so right. they're yeah, called yeah, yeah. Oh, well, Bruce. Please, I, I, how can I forget? It's that too one. early in the morning you know, for you. Also from Martinez. I, oh, I kept it? thinking of San Francisco with, with Joe. I didn't realize isn't, he was actually born in isn't Martinez. Isn't John Muir from Martinez too? I think he is. Yeah, yeah you might have Muir Woods. Who did he play for? Yeah. <laughs> I think he played for Muir Woods. He yeah. played for the Redwoods. Yeah, the Redwoods. Um, <laughs> and, and so, and then, and we have so Vallejo, Martinez, and Pittsburgh in the league. Nice. So, six-team league, uh, all based here in Northern California. So it's a commuter league. We don't pay 
to to bust them or to yeah, hotel in, in, them. In year, uh, years, a few years ago, you had teams in Hawaii. We did, yeah. I mean, well, it, we that... did whatever we had to do to survive. Yeah. How did you do that trip though to Hawaii? Because that's a yeah. long it, trip and it's a small league, and it, you it's know, guys don't have. Too. Yeah, it's expensive. It cost a lot. It was fifty thousand dollars a year in travel. Oh, wow. ouch. Yeah, and at our small independent level, that that's a big bite. That is a big. That's why they're no longer in the league. (laughs) (laughs) All right, hey guys, we're going to cut to our uh, first commercial break, and again, if you know the answer, wait till we get back from break to answer it. Uh, Tim Wakefield of the Boston Red Sox tied a major league record in two thousand four. What did Tim accomplish? Mm. This actually, I'll I'll give you a hint. This is not one of those records you really want to to Mm. own. I know he was a great knuckleball pitcher. That's, that's, yeah. a, that's what we all know him for. Yeah. All right. That's our trivia question. Email edward at sportsecon101.com. The answer to this question. 2004, 2004. Tim Wakefield of the Boston Red Sox tied a major league record in 2004. What was that record? Hmm. All right. Uh, don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Uh, Sports Econ 101 with Mike Shapiro. Results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. One call to Wall and Associates and your tax problems are solved. Wall has saved clients over $150 million in the last five years. Our average client settles for about 10% of what is owed. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to talk to the IRS again. We offer free face-to-face consultations in your local area. Remember, Wall has a proven track record with a total client savings over $150 million. Call now for your free face-to-face consultation. 800-813-9940. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800 222 that's 800-222-2313 800-222-2313 Cancellation fee may apply Subject to eligibility Not available in Missouri and Washington Waiting period and deductible apply Coverage provided and administered By Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions Message and data rates may apply Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone And that can make it harder to get into shape So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text LIKE to 42424 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. 
Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text LIKE to 42424. That's L-I-K-E to 42424. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan and our special guest, Mike Shapiro. First trivia question. Tim Wakefield of the Boston Red Sox tied a major league record in 2004. We all know him as the knuckleball pitcher. What did Tim accomplish? Good question. I don't know if I'd use the word accomplish in this one. <laughs> what do you think, Mike? I'm going wild pitches. All right, That's I, what I, I would have thought. I'm going to go with home runs. He gave up six home runs in a game. Ooh. Oh, right, right. I, I, I look at that, too, and I, I say, uh, manager, six what you... Six home runs. Yeah, Why do they keep him out there? There you go. After the fourth one, it's kind of like, eh, he doesn't maybe, have it today. Maybe he did it like one every two oh. innings or something, Even right? still. Does yeah. that crack you <laughs> up the wall? I mean, you're not managing a team, but sometimes when you see something happening on the field and you wish your manager would do something and you're saying, you're going, oh, I wish I could get him to pull that guy out. Uh, it, it happens all the time, and I have to work really hard to keep it inside, but, yeah. but there's one... One thing I learned from my mentor in this game, one of my mentors in this game was a guy named Stan Caston, who now is the president of the Dodgers. When I was with the Braves, he was there. When I was with the Nationals, he was president there. And Stan taught me something really important. He said, there is a line that you do not cross between you and your manager. If you want to maintain a good relationship yeah. with your manager, you keep your nose out of the clubhouse. You have nothing to say about lineups. If he wants to come to you and talk to you about it, that's fine. Mm. But uh, So I, I never cross the I can, line. I can see that. You know, yeah, if I, I were the manager, true. I'd feel that way. But I, And that's why I'd be a terrible owner because I'd be in there all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's kind of a, a tried and true thing that you should kind of apply to all businesses, though. Like people yeah. that are really successful, they delegate authority. They let that person fail or succeed succeed on their own and if they don't cut the mustard then you bring somebody else in but I think you let somebody do their job that's one thing I've noticed George Steinbrenner was not very good at yeah. nor was Charlie Finley no I do I, I do that here in the office with, with, with Dawn I, yeah. I give her so much autonomy and so much delegation that it's more I thought just, she was your boss yeah well like sometimes I'll tell you between her and my wife you know yeah. Um, Got to have somebody like that in, in your office. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. No, that's that's true. And yeah. so even when she makes certain mistakes, you know, we'll we'll just we'll just talk about it. But it's it's rare. It's never a situation yeah. where I uh, like am instructing her per se. Yeah, yeah. You know, Mike is interesting because Mike has two sons. Now I guess your sons are in their twenties now, and your wife, yeah. who have always worked at the ballpark during the during the uh, season, are they going to be there again this year? Well, my wife will be because she does all the cooking. <laughs> um, but uh, my uh, youngest son, Jackson, is about to graduate. From Syracuse, oh, nice. so I'm I'm done with tuition payments. Thank God, um, yeah, still and got two years to go. <laughs> he's uh, he's looking elsewhere. But my youngest uh, or my oldest, Harry, who uh, was uh, you know close to being drafted by the White Sox, a very accomplished pitcher who has pitched for the Pacifics at times, um, is working in the front office. Nice. So oh, he wants to get into, into he does baseball too. Yeah. 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 How but do now, you feel about having a lifetime of, of working in baseball? I mean, you haven't spent your entire life doing this, but you spent a majority of your adult years working in the front offices of Major League and, and now Independent League Baseball. What's that been like? It's the only thing I ever wanted to do. <laughs> really? I, you wanted yeah, to do this from the time you were I, a teenager? Uh, yeah, no, before that. Before I, you know, it. I grew up in Connecticut, but my grandmother lived in the Bronx and took me to Yankee Stadium all throughout the summers. And... Um, from from that time, watching Mickey Mantle and Yogi Berra and Whitey yeah. Ford, that era, mm. uh, I was enamored with the game and um, 
have been ever since. I, you know, I played at Georgetown and I played briefly myself in, in independent ball. And uh, when I was done as a player, when they told me I, I couldn't play anymore, um, I went to law school and became general counsel for the Giants and did it a different way. So, no, baseball has been my entire life and, um, you know, it's, it's our family business now. Mike was also in uh, San Francisco with the Giants during an interesting time when Roger Craig came aboard, the Hum Baby. And they, there's something about that team that still resonates with me. I got to cover them very closely in the late 80s, early 90s. They had some interesting characters. Jeff Hackman Leonard, yeah. Leonard with <laughs> yes. his penitentiary-like st- scowl. The shrill Will Clark, you know, who had the beautiful swing. Chili Davis. Uh, Chili Davis, and, Mike Kruko. I mean, that must have been a fun group to hang out with. No, they were awesome. They were great. In fact, and you know, a lot of people had... Issues with Jeffrey Leonard because he he did scowl quite a bit and but I had a great relationship with Hack. Yeah, uh, he was a wonderful him, he guy, was the, the sweetheart. And know? he's even nicer now than he ever yeah. was. He he came out to a game uh, last year and signed some autographs. For people couldn't have been nicer. So he's it was a great guys, time to be there. I was going to say he's one of those guys too. If you see him, you walk up to him. It's like who is this guy? Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's a big guy. He's got this glare. You know, he kind of has this air about him and but then you like you said as mike was saying you know once you get to know him he's a sweetheart but but now being general counsel what kind of interaction did you have with the players you know because I'm, I'm thinking about like okay you got the general man you have a general manager you have a manager and now you got general counsel so how do, how do you fit in with with the players on, on that well you know i i had many roles with the giants include i was vice president and general counsel so i oversaw broadcasting and and between Corey bush and i we put crook and type together oh. um and created our own television network called giants vision um so i had you know many different roles with the giants but as general counsel um i was uh, among those primarily responsible for negotiating player contracts and whenever any contractual issues came up um you know and you we still, dealt a and, lot with agents but, yeah. but you know and you still had a good relationship with the players yeah no i think everybody <laughs> understood you know and back in those days it was relatively inexpensive i mean the, the most expensive players were maybe two only two million dollars a year yeah, yeah. <laughs> i remember back in those days we used to think two million a year they're gonna pay this guy now it's like two million is chump change yeah Jeez. No, no, it's pay you pay per pitch. Yeah. All right. So one of the reasons that we wanted to have uh, Mike in the studio here is because uh, there was a, a news article that came out. Now this came out in the um, local paper, mm. but I got to think that this kind of resonated throughout the country. Why don't you give an explanation of what happened? Well, what happened was, and we were all completely taken by surprise. And when I say we, all of us, not only in our league, the Pacific Association, but all of independent baseball was taken by surprise. And the, and the way I, I, I first learned about this big bombshell was I got a call from J.J. Cooper from Baseball America, a very respected writer and, and who I've known for some time. And he said, uh, so what's your reaction? And I go, my reaction to, to what? what? <laughs> and he said, well, you know what they, you know, they just passed the, uh, it's part of the spending bill in Congress. They just passed the Save America's Pastime Act, and which I, I had recalled from 2016 baseball tried to get past to protect themselves from having to pay overtime to minor league players and I so I did not know that it was part of the spending bill so while I'm talking to JJ and he's interviewing me about my reaction to it um, I was looking it up online and I read it very quickly and I said oh my god this is the end of the independent leagues Mm -hmm. Um, and 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 in essence the inappropriately ironically named Saving America's (laughs) Pastime Act um essentially is a protection to uh, higher levels of minor league baseball where they pay their players 
about minimum wage and roughly for 40 hours a week. If you do that, um, you get a safe harbor from having to pay overtime. Mm. Now, how that affected the independent leagues was, as I say, like a bombshell. Um, it, 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 it was read initially to, to be mean that we had to pay, that we must pay minor league players uh, minimum wage for 40 hours a week. If that were the case, that would have been the end of the independent leagues because we don't we can't pay those kind of monies. Um, if you look in California at eleven dollars an hour minimum wage for forty hours a week, that's about eighteen hundred dollars a month. Yeah. Our average salary is about four hundred dollars a month. So as you can imagine, that would have uh, you know kicked the legs out of us. And so all the independent leagues scrambled very quickly to try to figure out what was going to happen because of this act. And everybody, we all came up with all these schemes and ways to get around it and, you, you, you know, uh, even thinking about paying some players, uh, we could pay, afford to pay maybe four players uh, minimum wage, but everybody else would have to be pay for play. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were trying to think, how do we get around this thing? And it kept me up at night, uh, as you can well imagine. It was the sure. end of our business. It was the end of our industry. And... and um, I got so frustrated with it, um, trying to figure out a solution, I and was losing sleep. I ultimately called a, a guy who's my a guy named Henry Hunter, who's was my right hand guy when I was um, vice president of the Nationals, and is now a sports law professor at Georgetown Law. And I said, Henry, I, I am so tired, I can't even read this anymore. Can you give it a fresh set of eyes? And and this was on Tuesday night. Uh, he called me back, and he's in Washington D.C. And it's two or three o'clock in the morning our time. And he said, he said it's like an Escher drawing. And if you know Escher, you know it's those kinds of drawings where if you look at it one way, it's one image, but if you look at it another way, it's another image. He said it doesn't say you must, but it's really an option if you pay. If you pay, yeah. if you pay uh, minimum wage for forty hours a week. Uh, then you get the safe harbor protection. And, and, and d- does Major League Baseball pay minimum wage for from about hours? from about double A up? They're okay. getting minimum wage, uh, the equivalent of minimum wage uh, at the single A and rookie level. They're making fifteen hundred a month, so pretty close. So okay. that while those guys are going to get a little bit of a raise, Major League Baseball gets a huge, huge benefit. Okay, by so, the so safe Major harbor. League will, will basically pay at least minimum wage. For everyone, for forty it, hours for, a week, for for, for forty hours yeah. a week, and their and their yeah. liability for pay cuts off at forty hours a week because now they're they are exempt from paying overtime, and then then that includes practice, travel, yeah, play yeah. time, and, and add it all else. in there. Tell you what, we want to continue on because this is good stuff. Uh, we do need to cut to another commercial break. We you know Armed Forces Radio says, hey, you got to cut off at a certain time. We got to cut off at a certain time. All right. We're talking tough baseball questions here. Which player in nineteen ninety two tied a record for being walked in seven consecutive at-bats. Oh, that's a good one. And you'll, you'll know Barry the players. Barry took off, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you'll know you'll know the player. Okay. All right. That's our trivia question. Email edward at sportsecon101.com. The answer to this question, which player in 1992 tied a record for being walked in seven consecutive at-bats, and we are talking Major League Baseball rather than the Independent League. All right? <laughs> no offense, but that's a, that's our, our trivia question. Again, it's a, it's a player who's well-known. All right, and don't touch that dial because Sports Econ 101 is going to be right back.
Can't get enough of your team? SB Nation's 300-team regional and sports-centric communities are built just for you. Join your fellow fans at SBNation.com for all the best sports news. SBNation.com. Your team, your community. Experience Mahler's glorious Fifth Symphony, regarded as one of his crowning achievements, conducted by Michael Tilson Thomas, starting March 22nd through March 25th at Davies Symphony Hall. Also on the program, experience Gil Shaham's formidable technique as well as a big singing tone and a sunny disposition at Davies Symphony Hall, March 22nd through 25th. On April 26th, Pulse's orchestral suite, The Planets, paints each deity based on ancient astrology. Take a peek behind the scenes and experience a San Francisco symphony performance in the making, beginning at 8.30 a.m. with coffee, donuts, and a half-hour informative talk at 9 a.m. Then watch as the conductor and musicians collaborate to bring the music to life. Go to www.sfsymphony.org for more details. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent. So email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from Resort Release, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get rid of their expensive timeshares. Once you've made that decision to get rid of your timeshare for any reason, Resort Release is offering a Better Business Bureau accredited way to legally get rid of your timeshare guaranteed. We guarantee to get rid of your timeshare payments permanently. Even if you've tried another company to get rid of your expensive timeshare call now and see if we can help you at resort release you don't pay anything until you're ready if you're ready to learn how to permanently get rid of your costly timeshare make this complimentary free call right now 800-598-0539 that's 800-598-0539 Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Uh, one more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan and our special guest, Mike Shapiro. Uh, second trivia question, which player in 1992 tied a record for being walked in seven consecutive at-bats? Obviously, you know he's got to be a power hitter, right? Yeah, I was going to say Barry Bonds, but that was before his, his home run numbers really took off. And then I was thinking Mark McGuire, but he was hurt much of that year. He had small feet, and he had a, I think he had a stress fracture in his foot. I'm carrying around too much weight. I don't know. I'm, I'm Jose stumped. Canseco. Oh, there you go. Ah, See, another. I was going to say, sure. you said Mark McGuire. Yeah. It's close. Close <laughs> <You know>? enough. <laughs> We've oh, had Jose Canseco I, play in our league. Did he really? Yeah, play? yeah he played right. for the Pittsburgh yeah. Diamonds uh, yeah. for two years, actually. Really? For uh, uh, not for the full seasons, but okay. you know, for several weeks at How a time. How did he do? 
Um, he, you know, he, he actually got a couple hits, and, and I think he hit one home run. Um, and he pitched. He did he a lot pitched? of pitching. You know, he throws a he throws a knuckleball. Really? I remember yeah. I, I, that was so funny. I remember him pitching. Uh, I guess it was against Toronto or something, mm. and he threw his shoulder out. Yeah. He was on the disabled yeah. list for a while. I always remember him going for the fly ball, hit him in the head, and bounced yep. over the fence. <laughs> that poor, was a classic. Poor guy. But you know, it's interesting because I'm thinking, okay, some of these players get hurt, and if. Uh, I assume they're getting paid a regular paycheck with taxes and all that taken out. Sure. Do they claim workers' comp? Do they go on state disability? Well, no, not if they're being paid. And they're, 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 they're being paid pursuant to a guaranteed contract. So they don't need disability because they're, they're still being paid. Mm. Okay. You get disability or workers' comp when you're not being paid. Mm-hmm. So if you're being paid by your organization, you don't you're not allowed to claim workers' comp. Well, right. Well, you don't, okay. need, it. You don't need it. Yeah, but needs a different story from well, the legal aspect. Yeah. <laughs> Needing and wanting. Are or, two no, things, and, yeah. and, and, and in the case of many of the bigger, bigger salaried players, um, clubs also take insurance policies against them. Yeah. So they get some of that money back. And if they get released, do they? I guess they can claim unemployment at least for a no, while. Well, right? if they're released, still subject to contract, they're still being paid. Yeah, as long as they're not paying. I mean, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. As long as they're not getting paid. Yeah, I got to ask Mike about the, yeah. the ballpark where you guys play because I, I think inevitably fans are drawn to minor league baseball, independent baseball, partly because of these little gems of ballparks. And the one here in San Rafael is small and intimate, and it fits right in. It's very cozy the way it fits into the community. And you guys have really turned it into your home. Uh, and before, it was kind of, eh, you know, it was being used for high schools and colleges. But it has quite a quite a history, doesn't it, Mike? It goes back to the 40s, I think. It, it was actually uh, opened in 1950. It was, it was okay. constructed in 1949. And it still has that, you know, grandstand bandbox feel to it. Um, and, and Edward and I were talking about yeah. it. Um, it has a, a great history. You know, Billy Martin played there, uh, Veda Pinson, Frank Robinson, a lot of the great Oakland players uh, uh, played there and some of the great San Francisco players. But we were talking about it earlier. This year we're going to honor and commemorate the fact that in 1967 – uh, at the end of his barnstorming career, Satchel Paige pitched. Did you know at that? Albert Park. I did not know that. I, I, Satchel I, I, Paige. I can't believe that. Yeah, and we Don't were here. Right, now. You know, something may be gaining. That's on right. You. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Good old Satchel. Paige. So we're going to have a big commemoration. We're going to uh, put up a, a plaque, and and the whole third base side is a, a, a plaza area now, and uh, we're going to rename it Satchel Paige Plaza. Oh, sweet. And and it's interesting. The what what are the dimensions of, of the outfield? Well, the down the lines it's three ten um, okay. to the gaps it's about three seventy and and center field they say is is like three seventy five but it plays a lot longer. Yeah, it's, it's like four prevailing winds are coming in from the outfield. It it plays it plays big. Now you guys have nice yeah. weather most of the year, but it does get cool at night sometimes. It does get cool at night, yeah. and you're which not is, far from the bay, which is great for us because yeah. it it stimulates sweatshirt sales. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so in other words, you're not going to spend money for a dome. Uh, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Especially but, now with these economics. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know. I just love the fact that it's right off downtown. When I was doing the play-by-play, I would park in a little parking lot, sit there, look at the ballpark, and think, this is a nice way to go to work for a, a part-time job. Yeah, this is it's, okay. It's authentic. It's like walking back in time. It is. It is. Now, th- for a time, you, you had play-by-play. Um, and then, uh, but now you're not doing play-by-play. Is that yeah, right? yeah. Or, no, we, no, we we stream our radio on, on off of our website. As oh, do, okay. so as do most just, independent okay. teams. Because I know Vinny is not there anymore. Vinny's, uh, like like the players, our job is 
uh, you know, to graduate the players. Well, the staff the same way. And Vinny has moved up to uh, affiliated ball. He's at single high A uh, Visalia in the yeah. California League. Um, many of our, our our former staff members are are now working uh, in major league clubs or or throughout you know that's the sports a, industry. That's a, you know it's funny. I didn't even think about that. That it's not only just the players, but you know you might get certain other staff mm-hmm. that, that that could actually kind of potentially move up. To. That's kind of neat. No, it, and it's it's that. more it's more active than than that. More intentional than that. In oh. that we we try to uh, get rid of our staff as well as our players. I mean, that's our job. Our job is to move them up the ladder, to give them exposure to the inner workings of the business side of the game so that they can move up the ladder themselves. And we have a very, very robust um, internship program. We bring in about 10 or 12 interns, mostly from colleges, um, who, who spend their summer with us, and we teach them the business. Very nice. cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, going back to the specific uh, uh, legal issue, um, you mentioned that some of the, uh, the – something about Mitch McConnell. What, what had happened? Well, so what happened was when Major League Baseball failed to get this, uh, as I say, ironically named Saving America's Pastime Act, um, passed in 2016, they, they got a hold of Mitch McConnell. They got him to just put it into this spending act. Nobody knew it was in there. You know, They were yeah. just trying to keep the government open. And so it got voted in that way with uh, without any uh, any knowledge or there was no legislative history. It was just, you know. Don't you yeah. hate that when that happens? I mean, <laughs> that's the thing about uh, passing laws. People don't realize they're always little, oh, if you want that law passed, you got to throw this little well, thing in Well, you know, here. it's interesting. When the credit card bill uh, passed back in, I think, 2010, uh, someone snuck in uh, about the uh, – with for the NRA about – uh, like being able to go onto a federal park with a loaded gun. Wow! And it's like, what is credit cards and guns? Well, they have nothing to do with I each other. I didn't realize you could do that. Yeah, you could I mean, actually walk. You or I could walk on the web. Well, that's a... what it, they they may have changed it okay. in the last year or two, sure. but but that's what was passed. Interesting. Yeah, the reason I know that is because. Um, you know, we have this independent resort, and we don't allow guns. And that was our pitch to people to to want to join our resort: is Hey, look, this is just printed in the paper. This is the new law that you know, if you go to a federal park, you can go with a loaded weapon. Whereas with us, you know, you can't you it's can't do that. So you, that was, you bring that up. Yeah. I, I don't want to uh, divert us too far off onto the, a different tangent, but I just remember talking to a guy who managed in the or played in the Mexican league years ago, and he said the manager of the Mexican team, this Mexican fellow, uh, the Mexican league team carried a, a very ostentatious a pistol in his uh in his pocket he had a he had the, Waistband. the belt yeah. and if there was any trouble of the fans got out of hand he'd take the gun and shoot it into the air uh. <laughs> you know <laughs> i mean i could I, I don't think we could we'd see that too often here in the united states but well, i don't know, you know <laughs> the way things are going now i don't yeah. you know people don't Arm realize too, you, you fire it in the air that thing has to come down it does yeah, yeah you get injured from that what comes up must come down doesn't it <laughs> Blood, sweat, and tears said that in that song. What comes up? I think uh, Newton invented gravity, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, um, you're going back too far. I don't. Did he play for the uh, Pacifics one time? Yeah. <laughs> Years ago, he played for the Apples. There you go. <laughs> you know what's so funny about Newton? He, the guy, was so brilliant that he was trying to explain planetary rotation to his friends right. they couldn't understand it so he invented it was like differential calculus or yeah. they invented one of the calculus things That's you guys are so do. stupid here i gotta invent a new math for you there guys you go. <laughs> there you go. so um anyway so you, you would uh, go, going back to the story about um realizing that maybe you, you your league's not gonna have to fold 
because of the interpretation. Right. So we, we got a whole different way of looking at this act. And, and again, we don't know if that's the right reading or not because there's uh, – again, because this was forced through Congress, um, it – it has no legislative history. And you wonder if some ambulance chasing attorney is going to try to gather up all the, uh, you know. Well, I hope not because, uh, uh, because again, we, we serve a very valid absolutely. public benefit purpose and, and, and are, are on a razor-thin economic margin, as you can yeah. only imagine. We're, you know, and I've got a great group of co-owners of, of the team and all the other teams in the league who you know, are, are not about making any money. We, if we break even, we're fine. I was, I was going to ask We just you, don't want to lose a lot of money, but, yeah. Yeah. but breaking even is fine with everybody. And, um, but, but if you tip the scale, then, then we go under. I mean, we're, yeah. we're that fragile. And, and I, I saw a lot of columns written about this act saying, look, if the independent leagues are, are that uh, close to the margin and if they're that fragile, then maybe they should go under. And I, I disagree vehemently. I absolutely. I think that um, you know it's a shame that we unfortunately have to be that close to the margin. Yeah. But on the other hand, because of what we provide in terms of a, a last opportunity for these players, what we provide for for the kids in our community, for for adults who who want something to do on a summer night, yeah. um, it, it should survive. And it, and it's an important part not only of baseball's history but of America's history. Mm. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah there was one really thing about point, baseball. Yeah. I think unlike the other sports, because it's daily, because it's a summer game, because it's been around so long, it's just such an important part of the American fabric of life. Uh, you know, the other sports are great, but baseball, for some reason, just resonates more. I think with the everyman that lives in this well, country. Well, did, didn't it? Uh, was it the, the teens or the twenties about the antitrust mm-hmm. law yeah. that they did? Kind of, they said, no, no, baseball's a whole different animal. Yeah, you know, well, and 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 it's true. And 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 Bruce is absolutely right. Uh, when you when you look at the the history of the country and not just particularly baseball or even sports, it they mirror mm-hmm. um, as as uh, the country developed. You know, more and yeah. more people moved into the cities. Mm-hmm. There were trans, transcontinental ra- railroads. There were highway systems built. Um, as the country uh, matured and developed, so too did sports go along with it. Yeah, and the thing is, it's not like you've got like again, look at you because you're one of the owners. It's not like the owners are just you know they're rolling in dough because of this league, and they're just trying to keep it all for themselves. I mean, that, then okay, then maybe you say, hey, wait, that, you got to change the rules. But that's not the case here. I mean, you, you, how much does it cost to go to a game? Well, our, fifteen bucks. For a ticket, and we're the highest. That's price. an outrage. I won't no, stand is. for it. <laughs> it yeah. Most of the other teams in the league are charging, you know, between eight and ten dollars. We're at, okay. we're a little higher because our market's different and our facility is different. Yeah, and what we offer in terms of fan experience is a lot different than. Yeah, t- in fact, uh, uh, we have a couple, of, a quick minute here. Uh, you do certain things that that you just wouldn't see in a regular baseball uh, park. Uh, the, the little promotions. Yeah, I mean, you, first of all, we have to give people a reason to come. They're not coming to see some superstar player, or yeah. uh, uh, because you know they've read about us or seen us on TV. Um, so we have to rise above the rubble every night yeah. that we're home. And so we've done things like for breast cancer awareness, put our players in pink dresses. Yeah. Um, we we've, <laughs> we've given away a free funeral. Um, we, we had, uh, th- and this year, I, I might add this year, we got some great ones. We have a uh, double chin night and, and one lucky fan is going to walk away with one less chin. Uh, thanks to the laser center of Marin who are going to donate a, a chin removal treatment. So, so, some, uh, so, so basically somebody, I want to say has to shame themselves, but they'll basically 
show up who is, uh, let's say, a little uh, obese for all intents and purposes, and maybe say, okay, I, I, I want to win this contest. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one lucky fan walks away with one less chin. There you go. <laughs> that, 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 that cracks me up. I'll tell you what. we got to cut to our last commercial break. That's a good one. There was another one about a toilet thing that you did. Uh, toilet plunger night. Toilet plunger oh, night. Yeah, yeah, I like that one, too. Okay, last trivia question. J.R. Richard of the Houston Astros set a modern-day record for throwing six wild pitches. Funny, that would have been the mm. trivia question we thought before. Uh, in a game in 1979, which pitcher tied that record less than four months later? Mm. That's our <laughs> trivia question, all right? Uh, email edwardsportsecon101.com, answer to that question, all right? J.R. Richard of the Houston Astros set a modern-day record for throwing six wild pitches in a game in 1979. And, of course, that was when they were in the National League. That's right. Uh, which pitcher tied that record less than four months later? Don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back with some closing comments. Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. 
Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan and our special guest, Mike Shapiro. Third trivia question, J.R. Richard of the Houston Astros set a modern-day record for throwing six wild pitches in a game in 1979. Which pitcher tied that record less than four months later? Mm. That's a good question. I, I'm stumped. Phil Negro. Oh, because he had another knuckleball. Another knuckleball. Yeah. Yeah, I was well. thinking of Jerry Goff, who is from the Bay or is from Marin County. Well, he's a catcher. Yeah, and he yeah, had like eight, catcher, I think, yeah. eight pass balls in two games yeah. and lost his job. He always talks about it. He goes, yeah, something oh. happened. He says, I just had a... A brain fart, and I couldn't catch the ball. You know, and I I dropped eight eight wild pitches or eight pass balls, and they they got rid of me, and that was the end of his career. What, was it a knuckleball pitcher? No, oh, no, he just had you know he just had a tough time. Yeah, at least with a knuckleball pitcher, you can yeah. kind of get a little bit of an uh, excuse. And me. for those that don't know, Jerry Goff, of course, the father of Jared Goff, the uh, Rams quarterback. Yeah, boy, we didn't get. You know what? We're gonna have to save all these good things for another time with the L.A. Rams getting Beckham and Ndamukong Sue. Did I pronounce that right? Ndamukong Sue. And uh, wow. Okay, Mike. Any last uh, thoughts? Well, you know, my 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 last thoughts uh, about this whole legal situation is uh, it it really underscores the need to preserve independent baseball. Absolutely. And and I I hope people um, who have the opportunity to go to an independent game. Or who have it in their community will will support it and 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 come out and um, uh, watch games and serve as host families, which are critically important. Or who have right. local businesses to be sponsors. Very good. All right, here. Thanks again for joining us. In the My studio. pleasure. All right, thoughts for the day. When I was born, I was so surprised. I didn't talk for a year and a half. <laughs> and who uh, said that? <laughs> I can't remember. I that's a good one. Though. I like yeah, that. Yeah. And don't change so people will like you. Be yourself, and the right people will love the real you. Yeah, that, Isn't that I, nice? I, I, like I always that. try to yeah. come up with it. Like, sounds like a fortune cookie. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it yeah. does. i got a funny story about fortune cookies. I'll tell you after the show here. Okay. All right. Tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. So long.